is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Winter tires starting at only $49.95. Only a Big O Tires with no credit needed financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We're going to talk to Jay Drew, the Deseret News, coming up here momentarily. Jay, someone uh, you worked with for, uh, for a long time over there at the Salt Lake Tribune. Jay uh, went over to the Des News, now covering BYU football and Utah basketball. Interesting. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, that's uh, that's a new twist to the whole thing. But Jay's very good. He'll he'll do a terrific job, whatever they have him do. Yep, Jay's the man. So we'll talk to Jay mainly about BYU football. I do kind of want to ask him about his uh, his new assignment and if he's uh, looking forward to you know mixing it up, having a little variety. Yeah, it'll be interesting to talk to Jay about about um, not just what he does, but uh, you know his. His pieces recently on on uh, you know what the Pac-12 is deciding to do and the whole whether BYU and Utah would have a chance to play this year. Let's get out of the zone phone. Uh, joining us now, he covers BYU and Utah for the Deseret News. He's our good friend Jay Drew. Hello, Jay. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. Hey, lot to uh, lot to cover with you. But first of all, let's talk about your new role for a second, uh, doing BYU football and Utah basketball. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess back in the day they used to do it, split the schools. Um, kind of in the, I don't know, the last 10 years or so, I don't think either paper has done it, uh, Daily Salt Lake paper. But, yeah, we're going to do that. We had some layoffs, as you guys probably know, at the Desert News. And so uh, those of us that were fortunate enough to, to stick around are, are kind of doubling our beats, so to speak. So I'll have BYU football which I've been doing for, geez, 12 years, and now I'm going to add Utah basketball. So I'm excited. It'll be fun to venture to Salt Lake City once in a while and to see the youth and to cover the Pac-12 basketball race. So should be a lot of fun. So, Jay, since you've been covering BYU for so long, and I know even before that you're aware of uh, what was going on in that program, what do you make of this season? What are you What are you seeing? Uh, obviously, Zach Wilson, terrific talent, throwing the ball around the yard. Uh, certain playmakers. Remember all those years when you and I would have conversations about BYU's lack of playmakers. They seem to have them now. Uh, the defense is playing at a certain level. They are playing the teams they're playing. What is your overall evaluation of what you've seen? I would say this is definitely this this team is good. I knew this team would be better uh, that you've kind of watched that slow progression the last three years, basically since they revamped their offensive staff. Um, Zach Wilson's got years under his belt now. And um, I think you have to throw out this season a little bit because of the competition. I just, I, I just don't see any way around that. Um, I don't think the Cougars would be undefeated if they had played the original schedule. That might get me in a little bit of trouble with some BYU fans. Um, I think they're definitely improved 
they're a very good football team, um, but I just don't see that they've been dominant enough that that would carry over week in and week out against high-level competition. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's as good as those Max Hall, Dennis Pitta, Austin Colley, Harvey Unga teams that uh, were around, you know, a decade or so ago, eight, nine years ago. I think it's on par with those. Um, but I don't know. I'm not ready to say this is a basically a, a top 10 type of team in a, in a regular year. I'm, I think they're totally deserving of top 10 status that they have now because they've played games. They've put it out on the line. They've done whatever they needed to do to, to basically fill the team each week. And so, you know, I, if I was a voter, which I'm not, I would have them in the top 10, but I think you just have to, every time you think about this season, I think you just have to put the caveat in there that, that this wasn't a typical season. All right, Jay, uh, I, I really want to ask about your reporting on the possibility of uh, Utah and BYU uh, scheduling a game, but I want to do so wrapped up in a sarcastic question. All right, are you ready? Sure. So the announcement today is that Larry Scott says, sure, you can go schedule non-conference games if, uh, if a week becomes available, but then sets out an impossible set of standards. So what was the point of making that announcement in the first place? Yeah, I think I think they're basically maybe caving in a little bit to the public pressure that they don't want to be seen as like, you know, we're un- unwilling to budge on this thing. But it's kind of a PR ploy, I think. Um, you know, I you're right. Those are very, very tough demands. I don't know um, if a school would, especially the one where you're sitting there, you think you're going to play Utah or whoever, a Pac-12 team. And then two days before the game, you're told, Oh, never mind, We got somebody else. I, I don't think there's a football coach in America that would agree to that. You know, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, they are some pretty, pretty, uh, pretty high demands from the Pac-12 that frankly, I don't know that BYU or any other school would be able to, would be willing to accept. I may be wrong. You know, we didn't even get into the testing and yeah. what that entails and the cost and, and who's going to pick that up and all that. But just on the surface, I, I think you're right, Jake. It's uh, it's almost like a pie-in-the-sky type uh, list of demands that the Pac-12 has. Just stupid. Yeah, you said you might be wrong, Jay. I don't think you're wrong at all. I think you're 100% <laughs> right in that regard. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a conference put out there. Um, I, I know that uh, it's impossible to answer this question, really, because Utah hasn't played and we don't know what we're dealing with here. But do you, because BYU has made advances and has a star quarterback and has some players that maybe haven't uh, been around as far as being playing at a certain level uh, this year. Do you think if those two teams played uh, that BYU might actually for the first time and as long as anybody can remember would win? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, don't want to be a homer, don't want to be kind of have that bias. That's, you know, I've obviously watched all BYU's eight games, but this is a good team. This is a, a very good offensive line. Uh, they got Zach Wilson's playing lights out. He's improved tremendously. Uh, I think I don't know a ton about Utah's football team. Obviously, no one does it since they haven't played yet. But 
they were, you know, they're, they're, uh, make, they lost a lot of guys to the NFL draft and, and, uh, and I, I felt like this was maybe, uh, kind of a reloading team year for them rebuilding probably not as much but but yeah i i think if byu was ever going to have a shot to beat utah this was going to be the year I, I and i was saying that this summer before everything was canceled um even though the game is to be played in salt lake city or was to be um and I, i'm going to stick to that nothing that i've seen from byu would make me change my mind on that in the least bit so uh, at the risk of sounding like a homer from the team I cover, um, and you can go back and look at my record, I've pretty much predicted Utah wins in the you know last five or six games. Um, so, but this year, yes, I would say I think BYU would have would have had a really really good chance to win that game. Jay, I've asked a few people this, so I, I apologize if I've asked you before, but what has been the biggest difference with Zach Wilson this year? Is is it something that's clicked? Is it personnel? Is it that he's healthy this year where he wasn't last? What's been the biggest difference? I would say number one is decision-making. Um, last year he would just fling it up there into coverage. Um, even when he was, he was uh, being chased, you know, he would – would uh, fling it before running out of bounds or whatever, and um, he'll he'll take a sack this year. He, there, last year, like I remember the Hawaii game and the bowl game, he would just do something crazy to avoid a sack, and and I think he's got that confidence level in the offense that, that you know he can say, hey, we can dig ourselves out of a you know a seven, a second and fifteen or or whatever. So I would say that's number one. And then number two, like you said, is he's definitely in something's different about his health. I think his arm strength is so much better. Um, he's, he's quicker uh, out of the pocket when he's uh, scrambling. So I would say those two factors, decision-making and, and then obviously he's, he's healed up. His, the shoulder that he you know, had surgically repaired is 100% healed. He, obviously his fractured thumb is better. So I would say that uh, that he's much, much healthier than we've seen him, even in his freshman year. So other than Zach Wilson, of the uh, of, of the skill position players, who do you think has had the best year? Who's had the greatest influence on that team? I, you know, it might. everyone knows about, uh, you know, Tyler Algier and Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne, but Isaac Rex, this tight end, this freshman, has really stepped in. And and uh, when Matt Bushman went down, I think a lot of people thought, oh, well, they're going to be in trouble. But Isaac Rex is – I mean, I'm not saying he's as good as Matt or he's putting up the numbers that Matt would have, but he has been pretty darn good. I think six touchdown pass catches, uh, excellent blocker. If you go back and look at that run that Tyler Algier had against Boise State that kind of set the tone – Isaac Rex is the one that threw that key block on the safety that, that sprung him. So uh, I would I would say Isaac Rex is kind of the biggest surprise to me. Jay Drew is with us from the Deseret News. Uh, recruiting rankings are often dumb, uh, Jay. You know, are the are these schools at the top of the recruiting rankings because they're getting great recruiting classes, or is it because of the brand name? You know, are these kids actually five star? Are they five star because Alabama offered them? I mean, sometimes it can, you know, it's not a non factor because you can draw some parallels. But I guess what I'm getting at is when you look at the recruiting rankings, it hasn't changed much under Kalani Sataki. But it appears like this is a real 
really talented team, and Kalani was billed as a great recruiter when he got the job. Are we are we seeing the benefits of him being that good recruiter and the recruiting services were wrong? Yeah, I think so. I think Kalani put in a philosophy um, where he went after a lot of guys um, to build depth, and he, he called them preferred walk-ons. Tyler Algier was a preferred walk-on. Um, BYU, you know, they basically didn't have enough scholarships. So they couldn't give him one, but they they knew. So I, I think uh, Kalani is really good at identifying talent and guys that will develop, even if he has to put him in a different position, um, which he did with, you know, Tyler was a linebacker for a while. And uh, Francis Bernard is another famous one, you know, years ago where – where uh, he moved back and forth between positions. And I think that's just Kalani can identify guys and put them in the right spot. I think he's got a real knack for that. Um, yeah, as far as recruiting, you know, I think, the, I think the services do a really good job of identifying the cream of the crop, the five-star guys. But after that, I think it's kind of a crapshoot, to be honest with you. There's not some guys come in as four star, three star, and they don't really do much. And then you see other guys like I just mentioned, Tyler Algier, a one star, and you know he's having a great year. So it just it's just. But I will hand it to Kalani in that he's been able to really develop that walk on program to build depth, which he said when he first got to BYU was was one of his priorities. And you got to hand it to him; he's done a really nice job with that. I think Jake thinks this. I think it. You probably think it, Jay, that uh, Zach Wilson is gone after this year. Uh, there are great uh, praise coming his way from uh, from the next level. Uh, so my question to you then is, what does BYU's quarterback situation look beyond Zach as as you look ahead to, to next season? What? Uh, how do you think that's shaping up? Yeah, I see it as it's going to be a, another three-person race. Obviously, Baylor Romney's going to be right there. Um, he show, showed what he could do last year. He's the first guy in when they pulled Zach. He's seen quite a bit of playing time for a backup quarterback this year. Jaron Hall is still in the mix. He's taken the year off because he's got a kind of a, a bad hip, a hip injury. I'm not sure exactly what it's diagnosed as. And also, he's trying to play baseball as well. So they've just determined it's best to kind of let him sit this year but he's definitely i talked to aaron roderick yesterday about this actually and, and he said jaron hall is certainly still in the mix and then uh jacob conover is back from his mission uh he actually uh had to return early because of covid and then they decided well since he's here let's suit him up so he's actually been suited up for the home games and uh and he's, you know, big big time recruit out of Arizona, so he's certainly going to be in the mix. So I would say those three, and then they've got a freshman uh, this year, Soljay Maiava, uh, originally from Hawaii, played his last season of prep ball back in Washington D.C. And, and he's uh, he's a they always talk about him being an outstanding athlete, uh, almost in the like the Kyler Murray fold. Not saying he's Kyler Murray, but you know, in that kind of ability. And so, uh, so they seem to be pretty well stocked. And in a way, Zach leaving early kind of takes a little pressure off them. Uh, in that, you know, they basically 
don't have the maybe run the danger of of losing a guy and having a guy transfer because as you guys know what's happened all over the country is a lot of these quarterbacks when they see the writing on the wall they're they're out of there and so uh, i think all the guys that i just mentioned will certainly stay whereas if, if zach was coming back i think a few of them would, might be tempted to look elsewhere who has the highest ceiling in that group, do you think? I'm not saying who's the best right now, but who do you think has the capability to be the best? I got to go with Jacob Conover just from, you know, his high school film that I watched and just from the amount of offers he had and and the schools that were, you know, really wanted him. Um, you know, I know uh, Jaron Hall showed really flashes of brilliance last year when he led him to a couple wins, and, and Baylor Romney did too. Baylor helped beat uh, Boise State, Boise, and Utah yeah. State, and, and Liberty. But I, I would have to say, I would I, I think Jacob Conover, Conover is probably the most talented guy among those four. Last thing from me, Jay, I just wonder um, if, if you can confirm a legend about Gordon Monson I think you were there for. Is it sure. true that outside the Pepsi Center uh, that Gordon rolled up in a handsome cab and asked them for a receipt so he could bill the Tribune? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's uh, Was that for the uh, NCAA yeah. tournament games that Jimmer was in? Yeah. I think so. I mean, PK I was not, there. I, I would not dispute that. I would. I would not dispute that. But I, I wouldn't fault Gordon. I'd go for the receipt too. <laughs> yeah, you guys ought to. Uh, you ought to get Kurt Cragthorpe on the air and, and talk about uh, some of the ways yeah. Kurt saved the Tribune money over the years. He was a legend. Now, now hold on, Jay. Just so you don't walk away thinking that what he just <laughs> laid out there for you was absolutely true. I asked for a ride from the Pepsi Center to what's that area in downtown Denver where everybody goes where the restaurants are? Is, is it Sixteenth Avenue? Low Doll or something? Uh, I I don't I forget. Anyway, yeah. And so he got and it was on a snowy winter's night, and he got me about halfway there, and he said, "Oh, I got to go this way. Can I just drop you off here?" And he pointed in the direction I was supposed to go. So I'm walking through some area I have no clue where I am. And so I saw a guy who was standing there. It wasn't a handsome cab, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a horse with a buggy on the back or whatever. It was a guy on a bike that had a seat behind him. They, you know, that's what they do, right? So I said, hey, can you take me over to such and such a place? And he he uh, peddled me over there because I didn't know where I was going. And just as I was getting off the off the the uh, whatever you call those, it's a carriage. <laughs> carriage. <laughs> DJ and DJ and PK were having a race on the street, and they both saw me. And so uh, PK likes to bust me on that whole thing. But so but did ask for a receipt. I, I, I did, but I thought I was supposed to do that. Look, I got to the point where I quit asking for receipts because I figured filling out the dumb expense report was more of a pain than just paying for it myself. Jay, can you imagine so, asking the guy in that big top hat, uh, the handsome <laughs> cab driver, like, excuse me, governor, do you have a, uh, a receipt I can get for that? <laughs> oh, Jay, don't believe what this guy is spewing out. That's ridiculous. Hey, by the way, how he asked you about he asked you about covering Utah basketball. Have you had a chance to talk with uh, Larry at all? And and how's uh, your relationship there? Yeah, I I haven't. Uh, literally, the day I found out I was covering him was the Pac-12 media day on Zoom. So I 
was able to jump onto a conference call and just ask a couple questions of, of Larry and of uh, Timmy Allen. And that's it. Um, they're not doing any media this week um, because of the uncertainty of when their opener will be and, and things like that, when they'll actually get started. So, so yeah, it's uh, I don't know a heck of a lot about University of Utah basketball. I've been trying to do some crash courses and on their website and learning about them, reading last year's articles and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's been kind of a – I don't recommend picking up a new beat in the middle of a pandemic. Not the easiest thing to do, but uh, we'll make it work. I got one other question for you, Jay, since we're on a roll here. The new uh, uh, the new editor of the Salt Lake Tribune is Lauren Gustis. Uh, didn't she work for you when you were uh, heading <laughs> up some of the shop over there at the Tribune? Yeah, yeah. It was around 2004. Michael Anastasi was the sports editor, and I was the assistant sports editor, and we hired uh, Lauren to come in and to join our prep. Uh, sports crew i think uh i think she covered the university of utah basketball team for a season if i'm not mistaken and then um we kind of reversed roles i went uh back to writing and she became the assistant sports editor and so uh i can maybe uh take a little credit for getting her on her way and you know maybe giving her a six-month boost to uh, where she is now but she's certainly risen fast in our profession and you know good honor jay thank you very much for jumping on with us we really appreciate it buddy as always you bet guys anytime it's our friend jay drew uh from the desert news covers byu football and utah basketball gordon i have some i have some sad news what uh, let's see this coming from the Miami Dolphins. We are saddened to learn of the passing of Jake Scott. Jake made an impact from the day he joined the Dolphins in 1970, going on to earn five Pro Bowl selections, a place uh, in, on the Dolphins Ring of Honor, and was the MVP of Super Bowl twelve. I think it's twelve, right? Or is it seven? Anyway, uh, capping off the only perfect season in NFL history, our all-time leader in interceptions, he teamed with Dick Anderson to form one of the top safety duos in NFL history. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends. He will always have a place in our hearts and memories. How old is Jake? Uh, Let's see. You know what? I'm not sure. Oh, here we go. 1945 through 2020. Uh, That seems seventy-five. early. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I, I know he was a he was a great great player. I remember watching him play. I know this sounds really weird, but I always took really great pride in sharing his name. Like my dad would always make the joke when he, you know, hey, this is my son Jake, not the Super Bowl MVP, ha ha, you know, dad joke. <laughs> uh, but I always, I don't know, I always kind of took pride in that for a, a weird reason. Well, now it's all yours. How about that? So uh, hopefully. Uh, Jake's family as well, and uh, it's always tough. As I said earlier when I was talking about this is the day my dad died 19 years ago, man, it's hard saying goodbye. It's hard saying goodbye to anybody. All right, we'll have uh, more coming up next. Stay tuned. We've got the drop of the day right around the corner. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Hey, hey, mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Big 
Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. And we do have various clips today. We're going to do two today, Gordon. It's good. There's a, they're a little shorter, so I think uh, I think we can fit them in. Uh, let's start off with uh, some from the world of sports. And speaking, uh, this is going to be from NFL football, and we've got uh, the dreaded survivor pool pick coming up next. So brace yourself for the worst I segment in totally sports radio. I totally didn't forget about that. Uh, that's, that's coming up in the next segment. Great. Great. <laughs> Uh, but this is Sean Payton, who uh, really likes talking about his bagel. Can you share any updates on your plans at the quarterback position this week? No updates, Mike. I'm eating my bagel. I was hoping to be chewing it when you asked that question. No update on Drew's injury status either? Specific? Nope. Or your Nothing question? specific, yeah. What kind of bagel? Uh, is it a everything bagel or is it like sesame seed? Or? It's a poppy seed steamed bagel, which are hard to find, actually. With cream cheese? Yep. Hmm. They're they're getting less uh, less um, they're putting less effort into saying nothing these days, aren't they? Is uh, yeah, exactly. Are are poppy seed bagels really that rare? I don't know. He called it a poppy seed steamed bagel. I had never heard of that. I don't know. What no. is that? They steam it. Could you could you just talk about your quarterback like position? It. I mean, why is that such a, a, a bizarre question? And why was he hoping to be chewing? During the question, I don't know. Shouldn't he maybe been... so he could have it consumed by the time it came time to answer it. You two are both keen on chewing while you have mics in front of you. What's the thought process behind it? That's probably not wise. Okay. Especially for Jake, because when Jake has to talk, he has to talk. When I have, when it comes time for me to talk, Jake's already talking. So. <laughs> Oh, why are you taking shots at me? No, I'm no, I'm not trying to mean it like that. That's just, the bridge too far. We got no, there. Oh. No, no, I meant it. No, I meant it that you were the captain and you were just, you know. Um, I didn't insult you. Austin insulted us both. I, why are you I firing was, back I, at me? I, I, How did I, I insult you? I said I, you're experts. I didn't insult you. I was just complimenting you because your role is so important to be right uh, prompt and mine. I'm just here screwing around. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure I know an insult when I hear one. but It's a poppy seed steamed bagel, which are hard to find, actually. Oh. Is the steaming what's so hard to find, on Because I've seen poppy seed bagels, I think, haven't I? Is it is it uh, like a like a Traeger but with steam and poppy seeds? You know what I'm you know what I mean? Beats me. I they do put not do they know. put the poppy seeds in the water that they're they're turning into steam? Because that doesn't seem to me like it would be real effective. Are you a bagel guy? Because bagels, yeah, bagels can taste so good when you get them. And sometimes they're really good just plain when you have the right kind of cream cheese in there. I I just, I love it. It's very tasty and it hits the spot, man. You don't have to toast it or anything. You just. I like a good bagel sandwich. (laughs) Instead of bread, you have a bagel. Tomato? No, not a tomato guy, no. No, I know. Uh, let's get to our next one okay, before fine. we get bogged down in the bagel world, as uh, as incredibly <laughs> interesting as that world. is. <laughs> is uh, that a shop, Bagel World? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is a bad beat on Wheel of Fortune. Gordon, <laughs> tell me if you feel bad for this guy or not. All right? All right. Let's do it. D. One D. Yeah, there's a while. Yeah. I'm declaring victory. 
Yeah, you, what was that? You recorded, recorded me, and how did that break. happen? I recorded it in the break because you sent me a link with an ad in the video, so I wanted to, to record so we wouldn't, you know, have any mess-ups. And then I messed it up because I left you recording while I was recording. Well, it, so. at the end, Pat explains that you can't add a word. He said, I'm declaring victory, as opposed to the, the actual answer was just declaring victory. And don't you have to say I have, I'd like to solve the puzzle? I thought so, too, but then she didn't, and she still won. True. But was was he being funny? Was he adding the "I'm" as a, as a part as a joke, saying, "Oh, I know what it is. I'm declaring victory." I don't think so. I think he just accidentally threw it in there. Oh, okay. Well, uh, here's the ex- Alex. You look a puzzle, but you added a word. You said, "I'm declaring victory," and you're not allowed to do that. You have to say, you have to just say the puzzle, and we, uh, you know what I'm saying? I. I didn't even know I said I'm. Yeah, yeah, you did. You were so excited. Take my word. Look. I didn't know I said I'm. You buying that? I don't know what to think on that one. That's. You should see uh, the look. uh, You should see the look on his face. He like he goes from fired up. I just won a lot of money to what happened to I'm a moron. Well, (laughs) and even if you if you were paying attention, the lady before him guessed right with the the letter D but then did not have another guess and lost her turn. And he said a Y, and, and uh, Pat Sajak, is that the guy's name? Uh-huh. Went, ha, 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 yep, you've got this one, don't you? And then he said the extra word, and the lady now knows what the puzzle is and before did not know what the puzzle was. Well, I don't know about that. It was a pretty obvious puzzle at the time that he solved, solved it. But why didn't she, when he she said D... Oh, she asked it because you have to name a letter, I think, before you... Oh, maybe you don't. And then she didn't name another letter. Well, maybe do you put that cash in your pocket? What? what huh? <laughs> she would have then said why if she knew what the puzzle was, is what I'm telling you. I see. I don't know. That, that's you a don't fail see. all the you're way. You're not listening. That's a fail this all the like way around. This is like me texting you a no, Christmas decoration, you, you, and you're not listening to me. You explained it. I buy it. I don't $99 know. $99 for a twig. Looks cool to me. She didn't know the puzzle. He then told her the puzzle, and then she won the puzzle. That wasn't a funny joke, Gordon. I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That will always be funny. Did you, if you see don't that? Know, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's Jake. Sum that up quickly. Will you? <laughs> uh, you can podcast it. Twelve eighty thezone dot com. Figure it out. It's at the beginning of the show. I'm and not I reliving this you, old mess again. I promise you. When we have a best of day over the holidays, it'll be replayed. That's coming up. I got I got horn swoggled by my wife. <laughs> oh, that's personal. <laughs> sure sounds like it. <laughs> no, I got I got fooled. I got catfished by my what, wife. What do you call it? No, I... bamboozled. Horn, horn, horn swoggled. Yeah, you've never heard that before. No, I've never tried it. It means it means fooled, Gordon. Okay. All right. I bet you've tried it. <laughs> Right. Hey, don't don't be don't be putting uh, you know what you do on Chester over here. I mean, I have no clue about what. All right, it was funny because because <laughs> Jake essentially wasn't paying attention to his wife, and he he got caught 
because he said, looks good to me. It looks cool to me. About and Christmas decoration about that was way overpriced. That was, yes, that was ridiculous. Just so you can buy literally a tree branch on some twine. Just so you could buy uh, the, the, the upward turned tree branch for 40 more dollars? I did see you sent yeah. that out. Yeah, the exact same decoration. I just flipped around. Yes, I bet they're moving At a the competitor. Top. How about that? All right, coming up next, uh, the survivor pool pick. Nah, <laughs> that was a terrible segment. Again. All right, stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. It's time for the big show to predict the winners and losers of the NFL. This is the Big Show Survivor Pool on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I can't believe we got production for this stupid segment. Make it so we can't just ditch it. Uh, it's a Survivor Pool picks for the big show. <laughs> Brought to you today by The Warehouse. Join us tomorrow at The Warehouse. Their Salt Lake location from 2 to 6 for a football Friday, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Um, some interesting, some not so interesting uh, games out there this week, Gordon, that, uh, that we have to choose from. And maybe we go through a few of these before we make our picks and talk about them. Uh, starting with tonight's game, which I think uh, has the potential to be really good. Uh, the Cardinals are on the road at the Seahawks. Seattle's a three-point favorite. And uh, this is one of those games where we're going to find out if the Cardinals are for real. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. That's a fun team to watch. It is. And Kyler Murray is is playing awesome. And the the Seahawks with Russell Wilson this year, they've kind of uh, taken the reins off him a bit. And it's, it's worked more than it hasn't. Uh, but he, at one point, was putting up some pretty crazy numbers. Um, wow. Here's your Sunday games. The Eagles are at the Browns. Jeez. The Browns are a three-point favorite. That just shows you how bad that division, the, uh, what, NFC East? Yes. What a terrible division. The Eagles leading that division at 3-5-1. and one. Oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons are at the Saints. Um we heard uh, uh, the, the bagel bit there and sounds of various clips from Sean Payton. There i got to imagine they're starting Jameis Winston. Yes, I would think so. Do you I think they're know. stringing Taysom along? No, I just don't think they think he's a, a top-rate quarterback. Well, they keep, they keep saying he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. They I keep know. saying that over and over again. Do you think they're well, telling him that privately? Uh, maybe, maybe, or maybe they're trying to prop up his value. I, I'm not exactly sure. And I think he's a terrific athlete. He can do some things that uh, you rarely see. Uh, in a quarterback, but uh, he's just not accurate enough with his arm to uh, be a a top-line quarterback in the NFL. That's my opinion. I don't understand why everybody was surprised when Jameis, you know, is is basically the backup quarterback. Because, I mean, why else would they sign Jameis Winston? Right. Mm -hmm. So I I don't get the surprise there. And I do kind of think they might be stringing Taysom along. However, they're paying him. How much are they paying him this year? A lot. Like 16 million bucks or something. Yeah, they're paying him a lot, and they're using him wisely. And uh, it really doesn't matter whether it's Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. You know, that Saints defense is going to slam the door on the Falcons. Falcons are certainly a disappointing club. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, other games going down uh, this weekend. The Bengals are at Washington. That should be a real rip yeah. snorter. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch Alex Smith. I mean, 
He was slinging right. it last week. That's yeah, he for sure. sure was. Uh, the Panthers host the Lions. Pass. Yeah, passing on that one too. Uh, the Steelers are on the road at the Jaguars. Of course, the Steelers still nine and zero. They're a ten and a half point favorite in that one, and the Jaguars, uh, what almost won last week? But yeah, we'll see if the Steelers can repeat what the Packers did last week and almost blow it. Almost. Well, blow if it either one, of, if either one of you guys hasn't picked the Steelers yet, that would be a great game to pick. Why save the Steelers for for later when I need must wins? When you're out of good teams. Well, that's true. I'm, uh, who's thinking about tomorrow? I'm thinking about today. Uh, that was advice from a guy who picked the Steelers last week and can't pick them this week. Yeah, that's true. The Ravens host the Titans. Um, Titans who's going started on with off. Your Titans? Yeah, what yeah. is going on? They started I, off really good, and now not so much. I told you, I thought they were kind of fool's gold at the start of the season. Uh, Tannehill is not reverting back to what he used to be, but he's not looking as golden as. Everyone thought he was at the start of the year, and special teams is still a problem for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Are you going to slow down Lamar? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, the uh, Texans host the Patriots. Texas Texans are wildly disappointing, but then again, mm. the Patriots aren't great either. New England, a two-point favorite there. Uh, the Dolphins, surprisingly at 6-3 and three, on the road to take on the Donks. Miami. Well, they, uh, got the, they got themselves a quarterback. Three and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah, they. Boy, he's he looked good last week. Um, the Chargers host the Jets, the hapless Jets. Uh, the Packers on the road at the Colts. Explain that one to me. How are the Packers a dog in this one? They looked really bad last week. I understand that, but weigh their talent against Indianapolis's talent and tell me they're a one. Well, yeah, but the Colts have that good D. The Colts have a good team. They have a bad quarterback. I guess that's true. The the Packers have a good quarterback and a bad team. And, and Gordon's right. The Colts' D is really good. Yeah. And they've got some weapons, and their offensive line is better than it's been in the past few years. That's why Andrew Luck retiring on them was really a bummer, because they were just turning the corner to be good again. And I'm seeing here Devontae Adams did not practice for the Packers this week, so yeah, that's, that's a factor. Yeah, what is, uh, what's he, Andrew Luck up to these days? Making biscuits, Gordon. I don't know. Making <laughs> biscuits. That used to be my online. Lucky Biscuits. That used to be he my, opened a, a little tree stand. That used to be my grandfather's pad answer when everybody, whenever anybody asked him what he was doing. Making, Making biscuits. biscuits. Because oh. he'd always be doing obvious stuff. Like he was a real like kind of handy work type guy. He'd be outside like mowing the lawn or something. He'd come up and say, hey, what are you doing? And he'd answer, making biscuits. My dad used to say, uh, I'd ask him, where are you going? He'd always say, going crazy. Uh, the... My dad always told me to go play on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Vikings are hosting the Cowboys. Boy, the Cowboys are bad. Mm. Um, the night game, this should be a good one. Uh, the Chiefs at the Raiders, and of course the Raiders handed the Chiefs their only loss. That's not going to be a good one, though, Jake. You think uh, Kansas City is going to I run? get that it's on our air, and we got to pump it up a little bit, but literally every defensive player for the Raiders this week was listed in contact contact tracing. Well, that's not good. And then the Monday night showdown between the L.A. Rams, Gordon's Rams, and Gordon's Buccaneers. Who is Gordon going to root for in that game? I love L.A. Uh, I don't really care. Did you see what Tom Brady said today, or yesterday? What's that? What? Football season doesn't start till after Thanksgiving. Oh. How about that? Gordon's Bucks uh, might have a shot at this thing yet. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I that team is fairly complete. It's just every once in a while it fails to show up. All right, we've procrastinated long enough. All right, who all wants right, to go first? Right, right, Gordon right, does. Right. Gordon. Okay, so I either I want your help. No, I'm not <laughs> going to give you your help. <laughs> oh, I'll help you all right. Take the Jets. Should I take the Vi- <laughs> should I take the Vikings over the Cowboys or should I take the Chargers over the Jets? Cuz you- I haven't picked either one of those winners yet. You do love picking against the Jets. I, I say go with the Chargers. Because you think the Jets are going to win? I think you should take the Broncos over the Dolphins. Um, I think I'll go, I think I'll go with the Vikings. about the Jaguars Vi- over the Steelers? I'll, I'll go with the Vikings just to be different. You know, I don't, always, I don't want to pick the team that the Jets are playing. I'll go with the Vikings. Let's go, boys. I've already picked the Chargers. I'm going with the Vikings as well. Oh, well, this is great. Oh, I'll go with the Chargers if you – you, what are you doing? Who, me? Awesome. Or, yeah. or Well, I can't do the Vikings. I had them two weeks ago. Okay. I picked the Packers last week, and that was nearly a fatal mistake. Well, I'm take the Chargers. I'm eyeing – I don't trust the Chargers. I, I get that the Jets are historically awful, but the Chargers are historically bad luck. Are having historically bad luck this season. Uh, well, you, know, you know all about that. So yeah. Uh, so I'm actually going to take a bit of a flyer here and go with the Seahawks tonight over the Cardinals. So we'll Bold know pick. we'll know my fate by tomorrow. Bold pick. Way to go, Austin. And I, I know the Seahawks have easier games coming up down the road, but I just I got a feeling. I think Seahawks win tonight. I'm with you. Oh, you're switching to Seahawks? No, no, no. I'm oh, you're sta- not I'm with staying, me. Huh? I'm staying on the Vikes. So All Gordon right. and I have the Vikings over the Cowboys, yeah. and Austin has the Seahawks over the Cardinals. Yep. Okay. Good luck with that. So start prepping my incriminating audio now. I think you're going to win it. I, I like your boldness here, too. I think it'll pay off for you. It All never right. has before. Stay tuned. We've got more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Another Thursday comes and goes. And Gordon, I, I this has been one of those shows that I, I've really liked at times and really hated at times. Well, it's been a terrific show. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Well, that's and, good for you. Well, I mean, we had all kinds of things. We had, you know, with the Jazz and their situation with the draft and their well, their strategy moving forward and what's going to happen next. And got to talk about it. We got to talk about College football and and the Pac-12 and whether BYU and Utah will ever play this year and some goofiness or lack of leadership as it pertains to the Pac-12 and as it pertains to college football in general and the playoff committee. And and we got to make fun of you. So uh, it just seems like a, a complete day. Yeah, it was great. That part was great. I uh, know it was hey, a lot of fun today. A lot of stuff my, going it's, on it's, out there. It's not my fault that you weren't paying attention to your wife. No, that's true. And you were true. essentially, you, you, you ignored what she was trying to communicate to you, and you had caught on it. I was entrapped. I was entrapped. That was entrapment. <laughs> My wife pulled a fast one. Well, did you like that movie? Was it a good movie, you think? What movie? Entrapment. That Catherine Zeta-Jones movie? Yeah. No, it was not a good movie. With, uh, with uh, the Sean late, Connery. Uh, Sean Connery. Movie Zone coming up next. 
Uh, do, do you have any teases you want to lay out there, Austin? Poll questions, anything? Uh, we did a Movie Zone movie showdown, as we do every Sunday night on Twitter. The 1964 Rudolph stop animation versus the 1965 Charlie Brown Christmas. Which one do you guys like better? Oh, I hate the Rudolph movie. Why? Uh, it's oh, just terrible. I liked it. I just liked it. terrible. Are you Char- kidding me? Charlie kids, Brown, 100 out of 100 times. Kids look Ugh. forward to that Rudolph thing every year. Oh. Yep. Also, something everyone looks forward to every year the Forgotten Carols. It's hitting the big screen this week. We've got Michael McLean stopping by in segment two to talk about wow, it. Wow, a big time celebrity on the show tonight. How about that? The musical stylings of Michael McLean. Tune in. Movie Zone, Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton coming up next. Gordo, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow on a football Friday at the warehouse, buddy. I look forward to it. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.